This is Daizen Shui XD Podcast, episode 161, for the week of January 25th, 2009. Welcome to Dyson X. The podcast. <laughs> that didn't sound very exciting. The podcast! <laughs> that yeah! Part. Thank you. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dyson X. I don't know what the hell that was, but it was more impressive than Mary's. Mary, retort. What do you got for a voice? Oh, do I, I we cover finish? anything and... Everything! Wow. Dragon Ball in Hope 7 Lightning and a little bit of entertaining. Is everyone in a good mood? Seems so. Yeah, but I'm afraid it wasn't very entertaining. I found it absolutely embarrassing. It wasn't embarrassing. Uh (laughs) You you did that thing where you said it like you turn and scoff as you say it. Like you're so embarrassed with yourself. I'm so disgusted with myself. There's visuals to go along with this, folks. Fair enough. Julian. Yes. Hey, what's up, dude? Eh, not much. It's Saturday morning. I need to clean up in here, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Hey, you and me both. It's That's going to be our Saturday here. morning, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is the ritual for me, anyway. Nice Saturday morning of cleaning. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't happen, though. I also realized that I need a shirt, and I need to do my laundry to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. So it's going to be a laundry and cleaning morning for you over in Japan. That it is. Nice. Any other cool stuff going on? What you got for me? Oh, not too much. Uh, Students are getting towards the end of their term already since they have a bunch of tests coming up. So I'm doing review stuff at school and reading and need to get back to studying kanji. I kind of took a well-deserved break for that after the test, but I need to get back to studying because I probably failed. So, uh, Oh, you don't have the results of the test yet? Not until next month. Oh. Right around Valentine's Day, in fact. Isn't that a nice gift? I absolutely think it is. It is not. Mary. It's not chocolate. <laughs> is that what you want? Unless the test results are engraved on a chocolate bar, then <laughs> then we're golden. Wow. Oh. You must be a woman. Shut up. Looking for That's test results sexist. engraved. <laughs> I'm going to sue this podcast for okay. sexual TV. You do that. You sue this podcast. I'm think- sorry, but I do not think that the Japanese testing people are run by Willy Wonka, so no. <laughs> but don't you think they should be? If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Mary, how you doing over there? I'm fine, thanks. Fine. What you got going on? Anything cool? Oh, man. Do I have anything cool? Um, For the first time in the weeks, I actually bought stuff for myself. Did you? What'd you buy for we yourself? We got some nice deals at a local Borders Express that was going out of business, so we yeah. stocked up on some manga, and then I bought a coat. It was a exciting. It's like, wow, this is what it feels like to part with money. I have forgotten. You're a cheap, stingy old lady? Is that what you're yes. getting at? Yes. Okay. I'm mostly trying to save money for the house. Furniture, new TVs, yeah, sound system, decor, all prettiness. The fun stuff. Oh, that's exactly. right. I talk about the technology. You talk about curtains and no, no, towels. No, no, no. And... We don't need curtains or towels. We need other things. Okay. Like comforters. Comforters are good. And paint. Then Julian, when he eventually comes back to the States, he can come crash and we'll do a weekend of hanging out and live podcast recording. Yeah. You can uh, have the entire have basement to yourself. He totally oh. could. Actually, we have a guest room, too, so you don't have to stay in the basement. You can go if you want. Yeah, I'll be the guy who lives in his friend's basement. <laughs> That's fine. We'll be putting video games and arcade machines down there. You'll be able to keep yourself busy. There you go. All right, so that's Julian over in Japan. We got Mary over here to my lesson proverbial right. That leaves me. My name is Mike. I go by Vegito EX, and 
I do crazy things like rope these two people into doing a podcast with me every week. Mary, I do want to briefly mention this uh, Borders stuff because we picked up things that affect the podcast. Yeah, we can actually continue with our reviews in the coming months. Well, here's the deal. I swore that I would not support Viz's release of the DBZ manga after volume 12. That's approximately when things not quite started going downhill. Julian, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that the the Trunks era after that, that's when it started appearing in the monthly release of Shonen Jump over here in the U.S., right? Yeah, and when it got to the cell arc, it started really going downhill. They censored some dialogue, and when they got towards the end of that arc, they started censoring parts of the images, like the gun that number 17 held in the future. So I, I bought up to 12, which is where uh, my monthly... I actually subscribed to that monthly jump for a while. We have a whole box of uh, yeah. the monthlies in our closet, which may or may not be good for this podcast. I don't know how useful it, it'll be. I don't know actually what you plan on doing for when we get to those uh, well, issues. That's, that's the thing, because uh, the jumps, the monthly jumps pick up where 12 ends. I didn't want to go through those because we have three of us here on this side locally that do it. It's myself, Mary, and Jeff, and then Julian, you're obviously over in Japan, so you don't have to read my local copies but i have to say it is easy for what the viz version is to at least pass that version around and it'd be a little weird to be giving jeff three monthly jumps and be like yeah read these chapters so unfortunately (laughs) i have to break my vow to myself of not supporting it any further so the least i could do was buy a couple issues from a borders going out of business and get them cheap i was hoping to get uh 13 14 15 of viz's dbz because uh, that would be, I think, Viz Big 5. That would be it. 13, 14, 15. Unfortunately, I was only able to get uh, 13 and 14 at the store there. But, you know, that's not too bad. I'll pick up 15, and then maybe I'll pick up the Viz Bigs after that. Whatever I can do to get it the cheapest I can. To- eBay, man. Oh, that's true. I sure, get some like, 99 cent ones or something. Anyone wants to donate them to the show? That'd be great, too. Or lend them like a library, and we'll give them back after we read them. Yeah, maybe we can do that. So if anyone out there is interested in helping support the future manga review of awesomeness sections... And helping prevent us from supporting <laughs> supporting this any further. Exactly. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, anyway, I picked up 1314, so you know we're good for... Uh, two extra months on that before I have to decide what to do. I also picked up that hardcover collector's edition of Dragon Ball Volume 1. I mean, everything was 40% off and it was sitting there, so I said, what the hell? I might as well grab it for uh, cheap while it's there. And what else did I grab? I grabbed uh, Volume 2 of the Zelda manga. I actually reviewed Volume 1 of that. If you're interested in things, at least I, maybe I can get other people to say things, have to say about other anime manga stuff. I reviewed Volume 1 of the uh, Viz Kids release of the Zelda manga over on my personal personal blog, vegetoex.com. So go check that out. And I think we grabbed a bunch of other stuff. Mary, you got a bunch of Honey Yuri Dango you're behind No, on. I didn't. I only bought two things. Oh, oh, that's got right. Fushigi. You got that for your birthday. You got Fushigi over yeah, at Yeah, I got Fushigi volumes one and four. And I think I've actually read four before, so I was kind of like, I shouldn't have bought that. Uh, so be it. Whatever. You can get uh, cheap stuff. So check your local malls and see if they're closing any borders. Because Ours had some nice deals, and it kind of uh, helps out the show in some kind of shape or form. So there you go. That's the stuff I have, and I tried to relate it as much as I could to Dragon Ball in the show. Uh, anyone else get anything they want to toss in here before we hit the news? Um, I'm good. 
Okay, Julian's good. Mary, you I good? I am good as well. All right, before we hit the news, let's say what we're going to do this episode. We kind of forgot about that. We have uh, very brief news, not a whole hell of a lot. We're going to be reviewing the Infinite World music CD releases that have uh, come out. There's a CD single and the actual soundtrack, so that'll be our little topic. Julian, you're here. We're going to do some DBZ ABCs. We've got some hey. releases. we got some emails, and that's a podcast for Dyson X. So, without any further ado, let's talk news. All right, we mentioned this last week on the show. Uh, there's a PSP game coming out called Dragon Ball Evolution based on the upcoming American-made live-action movie. The movie itself comes out in March in Japan, and apparently Japan is getting the PSP game that same month. We're going to oh be boy. getting it a month later in April along with the movie. Very strange, staggered release. Uh, Kotaku and a bunch of other sites have screenshots. So, Julian, have you seen these? Uh, yeah, they look like a really bad Mortal combat ripoff. Yeah, all the comparisons to Street Fighter, the movie, the game continue to fly around with regards to this. Um, anyone have any other thoughts they want to toss in? You're looking at it. it. I don't know. I want to say it looks worse than I was expecting. Okay. What were you expecting? More realistic looking people, I guess, but they look a little cartoony. Well, I, it is the PSP. It's somewhere between the PS1 and the PS2, heavily more heavily towards the PS2 side of technology. So we're not talking next-gen HD graphics, but you're expecting something different from oh, what you see. what I'm expecting. I think that's what it comes down to with anything relating to the movie. (laughs) We don't know what to expect. We're not expecting anything in particular. Julian, do you have any thoughts other than wow? Yeah, that's basically it. I can't think of any way other to put it. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So uh, I think that's really it for the news. There hasn't been a lot. Uh, The other thing I mentioned in that update on the homepage is Dayspring over in our forum let us know that apparently there was some kind of re-release of the French translation of Daisenshu 7, the encyclopedia at some point. And randomly, Amazon Canada had a couple in stock. When I posted the update, there was one left in stock, and within minutes it was gone. So (laughs) it doesn't really help anyone out anymore. But it was there. They do have French speakers in Canada, so that could be why. Right. I, I'm aware of that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think right now it says uh, ships within one to two months. So maybe they have a source for getting them. It might be something interesting to pick up if you happen to see it. If it shows up in stock. Mary is swaying back and forth in front of the windscreen. How are you doing over it's there? It's an optical illusion. What is, what is an illusion Whoa. about it? Um, sometimes it's gray and sometimes it's not because of the windscreen. Very interesting. You are absolutely enthralled by this news, aren't you? No. Okay. Shall we talk music? Yes. All right, we are talking two CD releases here. We have a CD single and we have an official soundtrack. This would be for the PlayStation 2 game Infinite World. The CD single came out, let's see, I have it right here. Oh, it came out on Christmas. And then the soundtrack itself came out, I think, two weeks later. So they're fairly Hot off the CDs. presses, yo. That's right. We're going to talk about them. We got new vocal songs. We got more instrumental stuff uh, along the same lines as previous Budokai games. So uh, what I'd like to do is kind of go with the CD single first. I find that the more important of the bunch because we have technically two new vocal songs and that's pretty neat because as far as I can tell my memory and actually looking through the music database, I think the last time we got more than one new vocal song for a game was back in Final Bout where technically we got four where there was the opening theme, the two endings, and then Hero of Heroes which was Super Saiyan 4 Goku's theme. Uh, All Hironobu Kageyama which is very crazy considering how terrible of a game that was. 
was. After that, we didn't get any new Hironobu Kageyami music until Budokai 2, and uh, we love that. That kind of set off a chain reaction for a bunch of new music. A little bit of a gap with uh, the first two Sparking games, so they recycled old music. But pretty consistently, we've been getting one new song per game, which has been pretty nice. And now all of a sudden, we got two, so we have a lot of meat to get into here. A new opening, a new ending. I, Mary, I know what you're going to say about the ending, so we're going to save that, because I, I need to save your energy. Okay, save you, it. I, save I know it. you're going to explode all over this song, but we're going to start with the opening first. Okay, you can, gonna, you can explode over that. I will explode over now. I'm going to go to you first, though, Mary. Okay. Hikari no Sasumirai A. Julian, how would you translate that out, or even say it better than I would? Well, Sasu has a double meaning, but since it's light we're dealing with, I'd say, towards the future that the light shines on. So basically. it's a little awkward to translate, but it makes more sense in Japanese. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's rather poetic in Japanese. It just makes a really sucky English translation. <laughs> okay. That makes sense then. Mary, how do you feel about this song? We heard a little bit of it before the game came out uh, in trailers and videos and stuff. Um, and now we have, you know, the full opening to the game and the full song on the disc air. How do you feel about it? The same as I did before. It's like your typical happy, fun song, but I don't think it stands out terribly well amongst all the other songs that have come out in well, let's compare it to the other two most recent ones, which were Super Survivor and Kiseki no Hono Yo Moe Agare, which is the, burst, the uh, Sparking Meteor and Burst Limit themes, respectively. I'm pretty sure you like Super Survivor more than the Burst Limit yeah. song. Yeah, the Burst Limit song is a little strange because it's kind of happy, kind of uplifting, but a, a very strange mood and tone to it. This one is just totally back to the happy. Is that what you're hoping for, what you're expecting? It is probably a good and a bad thing that it is what I was expecting because I feel like it's more of the same kind of style. Would have liked something a little more different. Although I guess this one does have that kind of Scottish kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to get to. That, that riff to it, which is, I guess that's the different element. But beyond that, a lot of the breakdowns in the song are kind of reminiscent of other songs. Okay. So uh, you actually don't know how to approach it because it was kind of what you were looking for with only minimal spins on something. Yeah, I, I don't think it's bad. It's just average. Okay. Do you think it's going to, you'll, you'll find more of an attachment to I, it with I typically time? do get more attached to the songs over time just because I realize as the years go on, wow, look at this whole new set of new music to get into. Oh, I know. So I love it, it does take me a little bit of time to appreciate it, but at the moment it's not high up there. Do you like it more than the Burst Limit theme? Which one was the Burst Limit theme again? do 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 that's tough i put them on the same level really okay then i'm gonna stop with you and go over to julian yes you're pretty familiar with all the new songs recently too even if you haven't been playing the games i mean you keep up with all the music so you give me a few thoughts on this new song oh i think it's not bad i kind of like some of the other ones that came before it better but you know i i don't not like it i i guess you and me were pretty big fans of the budokai 2 and budokai 3 songs and mary you're probably along the same wavelength here where those I think were the pinnacle they started off the new music and they've been the best so far Mary do you agree with that I do okay so Julian you're in agreement with that as well yes so it's not my favorite but it's not like I dislike it or anything I think it's nice I have the same opinion that's really interesting to me because I think I have a very different opinion than you guys I I really really like the song uh, Mary like you said I kind of prod it out of you with time I get more and more attached to the songs so I do have more of an attachment to the Badokai songs like we said and even Super Survivor. Not a very big fan of the Burst Limit theme, but I don't dislike it. I definitely place this probably up with Super Survivor for me right now. And with time, I can see this song becoming much more of a favorite. Maybe even third in line after Budokai 2 and 3, which I kind of flip back and forth on which one I like more. But like you said, I really like the, the ska tone breakdown to the verses. I think 
think that's a nice touch. One thing that really bugs me about this song is after um, the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown, chorus, reprise, there's actually another breakdown where it felt like the song was about to end, but then it does something else, and then it comes back to another chorus. I think it dragged out a little too long with that. I didn't quite get the point of that. I don't really dislike it, but it was a little strange that there was this extra part to the song that didn't really belong. I think that's my only real complaint with it. I, I really like everything else about it. So any uh, final thoughts on the opening theme before we move on to the ending? Mary? No, it's, it's good stuff. Good. Julian, what about you? Japan seems to like putting in an extra little bit of music at the end of the song that really should end. And then I don't know why. obligatory key changes as well. <laughs> there's always an obligatory key. I actually don't remember if there's one in the song. There probably is. Alright, let's move on to the ending. We have Dragon Ball Party, written out in English. Wow. Mary, take it away. This one's all you. Well, this is my favorite Dragon Ball song in years, I think. Really? It's Maybe I'm a sucker for crazy disco music. I don't know, but it really reminds me of the early DBZ movie ending theme songs that were very much a different vibe from what we're typically getting with, like, the rock songs and stuff. There yeah. Was, I felt like in those early DBZ movie ending themes, musically, the styles were a little bit different. Yeah, this does seem very much like an Ikusa or Marugoto uh, style of song. And I don't even like Ikusa. I know you don't. <laughs> I like those songs <laughs> because they're different. Yeah. I, I think it just, I like more range in my Dragon Ball music, I suppose. And this just makes me smile and clap along and dance I, in my seat and in the car we started recording, I'm listening to it. I was playing the song and you were doing the clap along at the beginning. It was like, you even remember where that is? I don't remember that yet. And I've been listening to this a lot more than you Yeah, have. I've only heard the song like probably four times, five times. And it's immediately jumped that high to you. Yeah. I think that says an awful lot about it. Does any of it have... I think to- I just have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's not true at all. Does any of it have to do with the animation that goes along with the song? With uh, well, I have Gideon to admit and... that I, when I hear the song, I do picture that a little bit. Maybe it helps a little bit. I wouldn't say I love the song just because of that, but I do think of it a little bit as I'm listening along. Okay, Julian, let me take it over to you then. What do you feel about yeah. Dragon Ball Party? It's groove. It's groove. I mean, it has a groove. <laughs> Sorry, I, my students are rubbing off on me. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, but it's got a good groove, and it makes you want to kind of dance. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I actually don't know that I have anything else uh, to contribute to it. I'm in full agreement with both of you. It's got a, a wonderful groove to it. It makes you want to get up and dance. It's just wonderful to have Hironobu Kakeyama doing something different, something that feels like an older Dragon Ball song to complement something that feels like a new Dragon Ball song. I yeah. have to admit, I also like the uh, female, break- I don't know who the vocalist is, the female vocalist oh, breakdown a, rap there's thing. There's a rap in it. Yeah, the rap is, is actually... <laughs> it's so cute. I love on. it. There's an attribution to it. The uh, rap is done by canon, except it's lowercase c, uppercase a, lowercase n, uppercase o, uppercase n. That's mm. the name of the rap artist that performs on this, just so you know. But they are officially part of the canon? <laughs> yes. So now canon when you start typing canon, canon online, you have to start typing it that way. Make it really confusing. That would be wonderful.
right, let's leave Dragon Ball Party behind then. Uh, I think we're all in full agreement that we love it. Let's talk about track three on the CD single release, which is an English version of the opening theme, which is itself called We Gonna Take You There. Julian, I'm going to start with you because you're in Japan and you're teaching people English and you have to deal with English. <laughs> See there, I'm, I'm messing up already. I'm just like Hironobu Kageyama. My wonderful English pronunciation. How do you feel about this song? Um... It's really hard to tell that it's in English. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he he's trying. He, he really is, but no. You know what's really interesting? I, I mentioned that there's credits for the rap. There's actually credit for English pronunciation direction for this particular track, which is Baraki. Not to be confused with Baraka from Mortal Kombat 2. There's an eye on the end there, just so I you know. I think someone should uh, give him some direction. <laughs> exactly. Mary, I'll hand you the lyrics. Look it over and uh, pick out your favorite lyric in the song while I... I uh, give a little anecdote here. Julia, we've had lots of English versions over the years. It started many years back with his Mixture yes. Best Series album, three, whatever that was. We had Head Chala, We Get a Power, and Bokutachi Watenshi Data. The English in those songs was relatively understandable, if that's the word I'm looking for. But we've been getting recent English versions of songs where people, and I agree with them, are saying, you know, I understand him better when he's speaking Japanese than I do when he's speaking English. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, Kageyama's accent is such that some of the things he says in Japanese can be a little hard to decipher sometimes, but his English is much, much worse. <laughs> I agree. And it's hard to tell whether he is trying to follow along reading, like, a katakana interpretation of English or whether he's actually reading off the thing. But either way, it's... Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorites in the mixer? Yeah, it's the chorus. Okay. It's the heroic Z party, so it's all right. What we need is fun and a little fame, not a shame. <laughs> and there go your headphones. There go my headphones. <laughs> It's not a translation. They never are with these English versions. But uh, I think they follow along with the same spirit, and that's what's really important with these. And, you know, it's interesting enough to have them on here. Now I know I could freaking rain before. You said I want to miss when I was caught by darkness. But you don't know how my life was left and empty. You can't imagine me. We only get the one English version. There's no English version of Dragon Ball Party. And to just wrap up the CD single, we got the instrumental karaoke version of the opening theme as well. So we've got three versions of the opening and just the ending on here. So why don't we move on to the soundtrack for the game itself. It starts off with the short, if you will, TV size version of the opening theme, and it ends with the full-length version of Dragon Ball Party, both of which are present that way on uh, the game itself. We have a whole bunch of new music in here as well, but not all of it is new music. Now, unfortunately, I don't remember Budokai music as well as I did a few years back, but I'm pretty sure that some of the tracks on the CD are actually tunes from the original Budokai 1-3 through series that never made it onto CD. There was a lot of music from those games that just unfortunately never made it to the two soundtracks that came out. I am pretty sure that tracks three and eight are uh, existing tunes from older games. That's not to say there isn't new music in here. Mary, we talked about this one tune when we did the initial thoughts on the game. That's track 11 here. It's called Capsule Co. 
Castle for Capsule Corporation, uh, which is the music where Babadi is selling you capsules. I really think this is one of the best, including vocal songs, one of the best new Dragon Ball songs we've had in recent years. Again, I think it has to do with the fact that it's so different. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's like a crazy techno daft punkish song. <laughs> I think exactly how you described it last time. And last time I didn't know what they were spelling out in the background, but they're spelling out the word character. C-H onwards. So I'm, I'm really happy to have finally picked that out. You haven't played the game, but you've probably given it a good listen through. I know you've been able to check out the, yeah. the music. How do you feel about this, uh, knowing it's somewhat the same style as the Budokai games? The game itself has Budokai music, Burst Limit music, and some new stuff. So we have mostly new stuff here with a couple uh, overlapping things from older games. So knowing what it is, how do you feel about this release? It's not bad. I don't know. I, I'm always of the opinion that they should try to create more new stuff. But I guess if you don't throw out what doesn't not work okay let me put that if you keep what does work there that, you go. that's uh, then that's fine too you, you and i have had conversations uh especially during the budokai 2 era where we had tower of power in the mix and steve lukather uh you and i were saying you know if they were going to do a new series and do a new score this is probably what we would expect and what we would really enjoy to go along with it and this is an extension of that but i think without that influence of tower of power in fact kenji yamamoto is not credited with the arrangement of all of this music um i don't have it in front of me but it's something like just an overall producer or supervisor the role he was in with this so do you think uh, having less of a role from kenji yamamoto just plays into the well it's a Okay. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe if I had a better sense of context from playing through the game and how the music was actually used, it would be easier to sort of picture it in my head, but yeah. That's true, but what I like is that you haven't played the game, so we do have that perspective where, oh, it's a new Dragon Ball release, I don't know what it's from, but I can at least check it out and you know have some kind of idea. Mary, I, I've played the game a bit over here. It's actually been a while since I've touched the game. I, I need to get back into it. But you're familiar with me playing it and all of the Dragon Ball games over the years. So how do you feel about this particular release? I was just playing it before we started recording. Anything jump out to you? Did, you, did it even matter? No, it wasn't especially um, attention-grabbing. Okay. It was good. It wasn't, again, I mean, same with the opening. It wasn't bad. It's good. Just kind of nice to have. Yeah. It fits in well with all the but, existing stuff. You know what part of me actually thinks that it might be good that, you know, the usual arranger guy composer was not in the same capacity as he normally is because it gets some like, thoughts in the mix. Yeah. Well, because we, we got that one song, Capsule Co. So uh, we got at least something really awesome out of there. So there you go. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it. I'm going to recommend this to, obviously, fans of the game who have been enjoying the music. But if you've been big fan of the Budokai soundtracks, the, the first one was a dual soundtrack for the first two games. And then the second was the Budokai 3, Dragon Ball Z 3 release. If you really, really enjoyed those, pick this up because it's kind of Complement them well. It's not a perfect follow-up release, but there's some decent stuff on there.
Uh, I think all of us can agree that you should probably pick up the CD single for the opening and the ending. You get hilarity with the English version. You get Dragon Ball Party, and you'll probably enjoy that opening as well. And it's a CD single, so it's pretty cheap. So, Julian, uh, let me take it over to you for final thoughts. How do you feel about that? It's not bad. Not bad? All right. Mary, your final thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I agree. I think it's a little, maybe even slightly better than some of the more recent game soundtracks. I actually enjoyed it more than the Burst Limit soundtrack. So, I mean, if, I agree. if that helps you out any, we did a review of the Burst Limit soundtrack track a few weeks back maybe a couple months back so there you go that's gonna wrap up the topic so julian you are here we're gonna move over to you and dbc abcs okay Julian, last time we did it, we did Tsu and Sudo Senin. So what do you got next? That's right. Next, we have Tenshinhan. And Tenshinhan is just an absolutely fantastic dish. You have fried egg mixed with vegetables sitting over rice and with a lovely sauce over it. It's quite delicious. I, I enjoy it a lot. All right. Thank you very much. So I guess uh, done with that. We'll move on to releases. Yep. All right. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. Julian, explain. Okay, so the character Ted Shinhan in the series is actually named after a kind of Chinese food, which I just mentioned. It is, in fact, quite delicious, but it's also the name of the character in Dragon Ball. I don't I couldn't say that Ted Shinhan in the series is delicious, but he is certainly an interesting character. Yes, he is. <laughs> there are people out there that would disagree with you, Julian. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, he starts out as the quite misguided pupil of one Tsuru Senin, who I mentioned last week, the Korean hermit, along with Chaozu, who is kind of food as well. But anyway, uh, that would be gyoza, or they're kind of like pot stickers. They're little dumplings with, like, meat inside. I think there's good. actually a joke about that in the series where the Budokai announcer reads the name as gyoza. Yep. Ah, good times. Love the Chinese stuff in there. Yes. Uh, so they see the light finally at the 22nd Budokai where they come up against Kamesenin and his pupils. And they realize that actually their teachers are kind of really jerks. So at the end, he decides to abandon his dream of becoming an assassin like Tao Pai Pai, and instead joins the Turtle School and their crazy training regiments. And uh, a legend is born from there of a character who unfortunately gets pushed away to the sidelines as the Saiyajin come in. And it's a shame, too, because his Kikoho is one of the more powerful techniques in the series. You know, of all the characters who get pushed aside, he at least gets his moments to shine. He did come in with the Shin Kikoho against Cell, and he did have his one little blast against Majin Buu very late in the series. So it was good oh, to see and, him come in there. And he just sacrificed himself against Nappa. Very true. Oh, and Mary, one of our favorite movies, Movie 9, Tenshin Han gets at least a little slight starring role at the beginning with the fight against your boy. Yeah, it's totally hot. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, and yeah, it's a good fight, too. <laughs> Julian, any final thoughts for Tenshin Han, which would be Te for this week? Um... It's really good. If you ever get a chance to try it, you should. All right, good enough. So with uh, the joke explained, we will actually move on to releases now. Well, it's the end of January, there's nothing else coming out, but because next week begins us with a new month, we will just go through February. So let me start you off here. Both of these things are due to come out on February 3rd, but everyone's already receiving their orders, and Amazon has them in stock, uh, also for the pre-order price still, which is really interesting. This is a Dragon Ball manga box set and a Dragon Ball Z manga box set. This would be the Viz release of the graphic novel, the Shonen Jump branded sized Dragon Ball manga. So the first one there 
is uh, Dragon Ball Volumes 1 through 16. Retail price is $114.99, but Amazon's got it for $72.44 right there. And then the Dragon Ball Z manga box set, which would be DBZ Volumes 1 through 26. But remember, it was just called Dragon Ball, beginning to end in Japan. And going by the Tonkobo, and that would be 17 through 42. Uh, retail price is $185.99, but Amazon has it for $117.17. So some pretty good savings on there. I know Caster got his in. He put up some pictures. Boxes look really nice. Uh, I have to imagine it's the most censored versions that Viz has that would appear in here. So keep that in mind if you're planning on ordering them. Uh, depending on if you're picking up the Viz Big, if you want to go for these, there's some pretty good savings to be had. So there you go. Julian, the next day over in Japan where you are. That's right. We have the TV anime comics Dragon Ball Z Cell Games Volume 5. Oh dear. I'm pretty sure that either this or the next one closes out the Cell yeah, Games Yeah, I have arc. to imagine they're finishing up soon. Um, and that's going for 7.30 yen, and you can find it on Shueisha as well as the usual suspects in terms of that. But really, do you absolutely need this? I mean, you can watch the TV show, you can read the manga. Do you need to read the TV show as a manga? Really? Honestly? Really? Mary, let's move on. Why don't you uh, take it back over to the U.S. here? We got a bunch of stuff from Funimation, so why don't you tell me what's up on February 10th? All right, we got Dragon Ball Z Season 8 box set. It's the usual suspect, the remastered box sets. $48.98 uh, retail. $49.98. 40, sorry, $49.98 retail. About 35 bucks if you pre-order on Amazon. Yay. And also coming out on the 10th, it's... Uh, another double feature, it's movies 7 to 9. The odd numbers there. Um, also remastered. Uh, these are widescreen. And uh, let's see. Well, let me explain to you what's going on with this. The original listings online were showing up as... Android Assault and Bojack Unbound. Now, if you remember, Funimation released Movie 7 as Super Android 13. Well, the final box art has come out, and it is indeed being called Super Android 13 and Bojack Unbound on the release. So that was just kind of a, an early listings error. But there you go on that. Uh, Merry prices and stuff. All right. Retail price is $29.98. You can pre-order it on Amazon for $17. You can also get it on Blu-ray disc for about $35 retail, about $20 if you pre-order on Amazon. Mary, one last thing for animation, same day, big day for that. Yeah, another set. It's Dragon Ball GT Season 2 remastered box sets. It's five discs. Ah, but full screen. Full screen, yes. That's right, I did an episode on it. Check back into that. It's five discs long and covers... Episode 35 to the end of the series, that's episode 64, plus the TV special. It retails for about 50 bucks, and if you pre-order, yet again, on Amazon, you get it for 35 How do you like that? I like that. There you go. Keep going. February 13th, we have back over in Japan Dragon Ball Z, and also technically Dragon Ball movie, R2 DVDs. This is going to be movie 13 from DBZ and the 10th anniversary movie, which is number 14th in the line. We covered that the last two episodes. They are 2,800 yen each, so about 28 bucks. Usual places, CD Japan, Amazon Japan, you know where to get these. These are based off the Dragon Box, the movie's release, where it's nicely remastered, anamorphic widescreen, uh, good sound, all the bells, the whistles. Julian, we have one last thing in February that we can confirm. So what we got? <clears throat> that would be the Viz Big Dragon Ball Z Volume 4, which would cover the original Japanese Tanko Bone Volumes 26 to 28. Uh, that goes for $17.99, and Amazon has pre-order up for $12.00. And- 23 cents at the moment. There you go. February is actually a pretty big month, so we'll uh, keep you updated as the month goes on if we get any updates on prices and new things.
things. I have to imagine we'll uh, have some new Spain releases. DBZ Volume 30 should be coming out in February at some point. We don't have a set date for it. So with releases done, let's take it on over to the emails. Julian, you will be reading this one in an appropriate accent. This one comes oh, to us gosh. from Paul from Australia. <clears throat> uh, okay, uh, let, 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 let me practice for a mo- moment. I'm trying not to do it in New Zealand because that wouldn't be insulting. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, Dizex crew, Julian, Mary, and Mike. I'd like to tell you about an interesting Dragon Ball-related event. Every Wednesday, my housemates and I go to a weekly trivia event at a local pub. It's nothing too major, but it's a great excuse to get drunk. Anyway, this week, the winning group would receive $1,000 if they had the highest score outright in round one. Uh, I'm doing terrible. Uh, <laughs> each round consists of 15 questions. The night consists of your usual general knowledge questions, nothing too specific, just a lot of fun. Uh, our team was pretty confident all the way through round one, and then came question 14. Which Japanese manga follows the adventures of a monkey-tailed boy named Goku as he searches for seven magic balls? Naturally, I, I lost my shit and immediately thought about winning the $1,000. However, to my dismay, when the results were read out, we got 15 of 15, but so did two other teams us denying us the thousand dollars for the rest of the night all i could think was how how could anyone else know the answer to that question but me oh well here's hoping for another dragon ball related question in the future i thought i'd share my dragon ball story with you i love the podcast and hope for another reading. there you go good job Jordan. and i'm sorry <laughs> i love that story i thought that was a great one i would do the exact same thing if a dragon ball trivia question came up like down at fridays or something doing one of those little trivia machines i'd be all over that and fully expect to win i'd be pissed if we didn't get it on that so i'm right there with you dude thanks paul for that email mary why don't you read uh the one other email we're gonna do this week this comes to us from emmanuel all right sup guys i download your podcast every week this is my first time sending an email for this podcast anyways i've been wondering how old master roshi and mr popo are i mean they're both in all the all three dragon ball dragon ball z and gt series they also don't age like the other characters do in the series. Do both of them have eternal life or something like that? Julian, this is going to be a twofold answer. I know we've covered part of this in the past, but there is some stuff with Kame Senin and is he immortal? And he says something to Tenshin Han and then later retracts that. What is that whole situation there? Okay. Well, Kame Senin says both early on and later to Tenshin Han that he drank from the fount of eternal life or something similar. And the only thing about this is um, he didn't. It was a lie. But actually, interestingly enough, if you go back into the Chinese legends about Senin, they have these mysterious powers. Basically, they've been spiritually training so long and so strenuously that basically they transcend things like death and what have you, and they gain magical powers. And that might be what Toriyama's going on when it comes to this guy's age. I think so. And then the whole comedy with him comes in with, you know, being a complete lech. Basically, yeah. So uh, in addition to that, we actually dived into Daizenshu 7, which has a timeline of the series. So to give you an actual answer, we have nothing for Mr. Popo uh, with a concrete birth, but we do have when Kame Senin was born. He was born in age 430. Now remember that the timeline in Dragon Ball is completely unrelated to the timeline in year and calendar system and you know, the real world. So just take it for what it is. Age 430, that's when Kame Senin was born. Keeping going here a little bit, Kamisama tells Mr. Popo about his past in age 662. So at that point, they've already been together for quite a long period of time 
it would seem. I know we recently talked about that on the podcast. That scene in the manga came up uh, where Popo said, you know, one time he told me about stuff. So that's when that instance was. And now that tells you when they were born, when this happened. That doesn't give you any frame of reference. So let me give you that frame of reference. Kamisenin was born in 430. Goku himself is born in age 737. Obviously, everything takes place then. That's the destruction of Planet Vegeta. Goku heads to Earth. Grandpa Gohan finds him and all that. So we're talking, was that 300 odd years later at that point? So he's already 300 by the time Goku arrives on Earth. Yep. Not too bad. And then uh, the story in the manga begins in age 749. So that's when chapter one picks up. Uh, Bulma finds Goku. Blah, 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 blah. So there you go. Uh, Kamisenin is about 300 years old when the series starts and it goes for quite a period of time. What did we determine? I think the perfect files even show this. Goku is in his 60s by the end of GT, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it gets up there. So you can uh, say that Kami Senin is 400 plus years old, something like that, by the time the entire series is over. Mr. Popo is completely up in the air. We know nothing about that. So there you go. That was a, a fantastically well-researched answer, I think. Something we haven't been able to do in a while. We've been getting a lot of opinion questions, which are fantastic. I love doing those too, but I also love uh, disseminating information like this. Mary, people have questions, comments, concerns, anything at all they want to send. They want some opinions on things. They want cold hard research on things, whatever it is. Where's it go? goes to podcast at diezx.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Thank you oh so much. You're welcome oh so much. You've brought us to the end of the episode. How's it feel? Whoa. Time does travel fast. <laughs> Time does travel fast. Indeed it does. So uh, that's the end of 161. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Love doing Indeed. it. Indeed. Got to hear some nifty music out of it. That's right. Next week, we'll be back with 162. Julian, what's your schedule looking like next week? Uh, I should be around. I'll let you know if I'm not. All right. We'll try to arrange that then. Uh, I actually think we're going to try to get back on track doing a manga review of Awesomeness with the first new episode in the new month. Now, I know that means there would only be two episodes of non-manga content in between two other manga reviews of Awesomeness, but hey, we're into a new year. Let's try to get it back on track, and I think we're all looking forward to seeing where it goes from here, uh, Jeff and his wonderful prophecies, and even Mary to some extent, seeing if you continue to enjoy where it goes. Yes. And Julian, I know you and I are looking forward to a couple specific things coming up. Good times there. Oh, yes. So that's going to be DBZ Volume 8 going by The Viz, and that would be 24 by the original Tankobon run. So that's that. Uh, Jeff's not here, but I would like to plug something for him. He'll be around to plug it next week. Uh, we just recorded episode, I don't even know, 14, I think it is, of Low Fidelity last night. Epic recording. I think the raw timeline was two hours and 40 minutes. We reviewed the new Animal Collective album, so go check that out. Uh, I feel like I really should be plugging it. Low Fidelity. That's L-O-F-I-D ity.info. I did it really good last night. L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y. Thank you. Music Review Appreciation Podcast. Check it out. Let's uh, get rid of everyone. Mary. Yeah. Wonderful having and seeing you. It's good to be seen. Be or here. heard, more accurately. That's right. Be here next week. Do some manga. Of course. I'm looking forward to it. Good times. What you want to plug? Um, nothing. No, oh. I got I got Templo Trunks. It's T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Yeah. Nice. Julian. Yeah. You and I. That is N-U-E-X. That is correct. 
Oh, we can be found at http colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. Hey, how are those things I sent you going? Oh, not bad. I'm making some progress. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to convene and have you set me up with connecting to the server again since I changed computers. Oh, but that's right. That... I'll, I'll do that right when we're done recording. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, I did update the CD singles page on the site. You've seen that. Uh, just yesterday, I redid and totally overhauled and added maybe know, something like 30, I don't even remember anymore, new CDs to the miscellaneous non-Dragon Ball CDs page. Just go take a look at it and you'll see what that is uh, when you get to it. I'm working on the video game CDs page now. In addition to that new tidbit, which we're going to try and finish up, I got some screenshots to finish. I need one or two little translation things from Julian. I know we've been plugging it for over a month at this point, but it's coming. So with all that in mind, from Mary over here, bye-bye. Bye-bye. For Julian off in Japan. Later. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Julian, wrap it up. All right, that's good, that's good. Julian, give me a howdy, howdy, ho. Howdy, howdy, ho? Um, or some other exclamation of happiness. Oh, my God. Wait, that's not happiness. Uh, hey, that's pretty cool. There, there you go. go. Perfect.